I'm Jenny Paladna. I'm Cole Ross. And I'm Jim Stormdancer, the only... Wait, okay, (laughs) I I got this. And I'm Jim Stormdancer, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Jenny Paladna, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Hello! I've been on this podcast, what, like five times already? So I'm still that person, and I have nothing to plug. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna make, do an experiment here. I'm gonna okay. take all your plugs from the previous episode and then oh. layer them on top of each other. <laughs> play them all at once. Hmm. Wow, that sounds painful. <laughs> yes. You should do something about that. And I'm like, very I don't good feel like it. You can. <laughs> so definitely watch it. Uh, I don't know why I make this work for myself. This show takes long enough to edit as it is. <laughs> cool. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I've been on the show once before. Uh, I podcast over at duckfeed.tv. People may know me from the shows Watch Out for Fireballs or Bonfireside Chat or Adject Suffering and more. These are fun shows. These are very fun shows. Thank you. Uh, are we ready to start on some topics? I would love to start on some topics. Uh, I'm feeling some topics right now. Ooh. Oh, it sounds like you don't even need my help then. <laughs> yeah, should we just go? <laughs> Uh, Cole, Cole, your topic is whether or not you should stop animals who are thieves. Yeah. So this uh, came to my mind because there was a tweet video that went around uh, maybe like two weekends ago or something like that. The seagull? The seagull. Yeah. Ah. Uh, The seagull. I don't know where this was, but uh, it was a it was a really dramatic video where a seagull walked in uh, through the automatic doors of a store and grabbed something from the bottom shelf. Uh, It was it was like a restaurant deli kind of thing. Grabbed it was like a bag of chips or it was uh, like a bagged sandwich or something. And then it turned around. And the first twist is that uh, the door closed behind it, okay? And <laughs> and a little seagull, not big enough to trip whatever sensor is there. So he's waiting there, waiting there, waiting there, and you're holding your breath thinking, okay, is he going to get caught? What's going to happen to this little guy? And then somebody comes along and about almost like walk, walks past it, but then they turn back, see the seagull holding the bag, open the door, you know, like cause it to open from the outside and it walks out and okay. You think, okay, cool. He's in the clear. Then a second person sees the seagull like walking out and makes like a half hearted attempt to like stop it. Yeah. Like goes to grab the thing out of his hands and the, but the seagull, you know, kind of gets away because the person really wasn't committed to stopping them. And I feel very strongly that the first person was in the right and the second person was a big old jerk because mm-hmm. do you think the second person was a racist for just assuming the seagull didn't pay <laughs> a speciesist at the very least yeah it could have been like there there's a there's another video this is from a long time ago but like fun video person in japan has a has a pet penguin and they put a little backpack on him and send him down to the market every day for fish and there's cash in the backpack. Oh, it's the first errand every day. Yeah. And so they, they, the, the, the store takes, you know, puts fish in the backpack, takes the money, give, gives him a fish, you know, says, hey, a little mackerel for your trouble. 
Um, <laughs> and, the, and then the penguin turns around and, 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 and goes back home with, with the fish. It could have been that situation. And that second person yeah. damn well should have stopped and thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I'm inclined to agree with you, but also I think that the second person needed to commit. I think they needed to decide, okay, am I on <laughs> communism team seagull or am I going to be like the keystone cops of stopping this bird from having a cheese sandwich or whatever? Right. Yeah. And going like splitting the difference. It's like, no, there is no honor in that place. <laughs> Have you played the classical roguelike NetHack? Oh, I've made I've made attempts at it, but very haltingly. <laughs> yes, yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> I die so fast. The interface is a lot. <laughs> it is. It's 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 a lot to take in. It's kind of like it's a game that I basically spent my, all my teen years learning how to play. But it ha- you start out with a, a pet, and the pet can be a cat or a dog. You can train it to fetch things for you. And the way this works, it's sadly not like a neural network trying to simulate a cat's <laughs> brain, but uh, it's just like a number that increments when you feed it immediately after it drops something at your feet. Oh. Okay. Okay. Like a, like a proto black and white situation? If it were the neural network, it would be. This is <laughs> okay. just the one variable. But diegetically, it is supposed to be you rewarding it for bringing something to you. Okay. Uh, and you can, if you with a well-trained pet, you can clear out shops like this because the way <laughs> shops work is if you go into a shop and then you pick something up and then the shopkeeper demands that you pay them and stands in front of the exit. Mm. And shopkeepers are one of the tougher monsters in the game. So, unless you're ready to take out a shopkeeper, <laughs> and if you've played Spelunky, you know this dynamic too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the future, if you do this, then shopkeepers like, conti- like in the future are angry at you as well. So, it's generally not a good idea. But they don't give a shit if your pet t- steals things out of the shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do we think that that seagull was somebody's roguelike familiar? I, I think it must have been. It was th- The video was pretty zoomed in. Yeah. <laughs> if you train a seagull to just bring you chips for free, I think you're in the clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could absolutely- uh, Same deal for like yeah. younger children. I think like once they hit like three, three <laughs> years old, then- then uh, they can start getting in trouble. But before then, like... Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to stop a baby. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Again, I would... I would, If I saw a kid walk in with a sandwich, I would probably, like, like clear stuff out of its way. I would basically play Lemmings mm-hmm. with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Have you right, ever... Right. Did you ever play Baby Boomer? Book? The light, The light gun game where you are a father who can only interact with your baby through shooting things in the environment. <laughs> <laughs> And this baby goes into some dangerous situations, like it goes to a graveyard and then later it goes to hell. That, I mean, <laughs> it just sounds like a tragedy waiting to happen. Uh, only if you're not good at that light gun. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, ki- kids definitely should, should get away with it. I just, I can't, no version of myself, if I think back over all my attitudes, over all my years, is like what I have ever thought to stop the seagull. And I've seen yeah. cats, I've seen videos of cats doing this too. It's making it sound like I watch a lot of videos, which I do, but like, I don't know, animals were kind of in their spot. There could have been a cheese sandwich treat growing there, <laughs> you know, and it just happened to work out this way. You know, give it to them. Mm-hmm. It's life short. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The we're in their spot dynamic is complicated when it get when you get to things like there would probably be fewer seagulls in the world if it weren't for us. Yes. Yeah. Like we we created the perfect biome for them to flourish in. Yeah. Same thing with like pigeons. They're you know rock right. rock doves, right? 
Like, okay, yep. we, we live on rocky cliffs or like skyscraper sides. Cool. You built a bunch of those too. rock on, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also gets complicated if the seagull is taking like not a cheese sandwich that is already covered in <laughs> loss prevention for the giant corporate entity. But like, what if they're taking somebody's insulin? The Hope Diamond. <laughs> I would let a seagull take the Hope Diamond. That shit's funny. Yeah. <laughs> What's strange about this to me is I don't have any real affection for seagulls. A seagull oh, yeah. pooped on me when I was eating an ice cream bar at Disneyland. <laughs> I was standing looking out of the fountain and one just, bam, right there on my arm. So, like, oh, I, you know, seagulls do annoy me, but mm-hmm. I, I see them sticking it to the man. Yeah. And I think this says more about my relationship to authority than anything else. Mm. Now, mm-hmm. what if you stopped the seagull because you think chips are bad for their diet and they could oh. do better? Uh, mind your own business. <laughs> the seagull can make his own decisions. <laughs> Seagulls need our help. They need our help to eat better. What if you catch a seagull smoking a tiny crack pipe? <laughs> do you like give it the number for a helpline? Definitely making a YouTube video of that. <laughs> just, just take it, take it to a tiny like adult seagull education program. <laughs> help him get on his feet. <laughs> Or calls, talents, whatever. Yeah. Right, right. After you make the YouTube video. Right. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, how, how are you going to pay his tuition? <laughs> Got to get that ad money from video. <laughs> Poor little guy. <laughs> it's from circumstances. A friend of mine made a video of a rat trying to go up the down escalator. Ooh. Oh. They just found this in nature, meaning <laughs> on an escalator. <laughs> and tweeted it and then spent the next week responding to like news outlets asking to air the video. Oh, wow. And I wonder like, is there money to be made? Can you like license it? Can you give an exclusive license to just one of these outlets and then get paid? I think you can seek representation. Like, (laughs) I I actually do think that you can, that, that you can do that because people definitely say no when they get those. But there's also this thing where, like, if you just tweet that out and say, like, hey, here's this thing I saw and it goes viral. You guys ever notice, like, then they include in a thread, like, hey, everybody, while you're here, buy this, like, galaxy light for your bedroom or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's just another version of that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. The seagull should really get the, the, the income from that ad. At least half of it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like that monkey who took the selfie, you know? Right. Are we ready for another topic? I'm ready for another topic. think so. Jenny, your topic is, we're going to reach a point where Americans know about Eurovision pretty soon, so prepare for that. Do Americans not know about Eurovision already? I had to explain Eurovision to the guy at the grocery store. I mean, I didn't have to. I chose to. Oh, yeah. that. So, I have to... I, I guess... Part of my problem here is that I never talked to anybody at the grocery store. <laughs> I did not know what Eurovision was prior to, uh, I think, last last year. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Probably because like Twitter knowledge of it like started, the mainstream Twitter knowledge started when you were off of Twitter. It probably did. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a whole topic by itself. Things that I don't know about because I stopped looking at Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> anything that happened Mm. after bean dad is just not in my consciousness oh but i mean like your earlier the the prior twitter absence that happened because you scrambled your password to your other twitter account (laughs) oh right yeah still don't have that password Hmm. (laughs) and you probably never will probably never will 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know about Eurovision until uh, I think probably like five years ago or something. Let's let's pretend that the listeners don't know what Eurovision is. Okay. Suckers. (laughs) Ignorant. Go look it up on Wikipedia, chump. Yeah. Just turn this podcast off and just soak in your ignorance. Go sit in the corner. It's hard to breathe up here on this high horse because it's so high. (laughs) You all look like ants down there. Oh, yeah. If we bake a souffle, we got to adjust for the altitude. (laughs) (laughs) You probably like are aware there there were like memes about about Eurovision, like the epic sax guy or whatever was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was was a result. Were were the the two shark costumes like Left Shark was one of the memes? That was a Super Bowl halftime show. That was a Katy Perry performance. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Okay. All right. Well, it's it's a lot like a a never ending Super Bowl halftime show. (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah. That's a really good description of Eurovision. It's like what if the Super Bowl was just halftime? Yeah. Yeah. What if every every state in America uh, <laughs> had a chance to put on like you know, perform one song at the Super Bowl halftime show? That would be really cool, actually. I would love that. I'd be into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just I would want to see what Delaware came up with, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's Delaware bringing to the table? Whenever Delaware's not on screen, people should be asking themselves, where's Delaware? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, they they're probably say like oh yeah white snakes from here and then they're just gonna do that like that's that's probably what it would come down to no it needs to be an original song every year that is very mm-hmm. heavily tied to the, the the state's industry well and it also like doesn't it have to be a new group every year just for fresh faces yeah um what what we were trying to figure out through our like memory knowledge was that probably the same person could be in different groups probably. But we didn't look that okay. up. Yeah. Yeah. This this one, they did the historical winners and they brought back uh, Lordy, the giant heavy metal band with the terrifying masks who apparently <laughs> won one year. And we were talking about, you know, how um, music and things go go in phases like and it's like tied to the economy. Yeah. And we were like, uh-huh. what? We really want to do like a deep dive into what was happening the year that these guys won Eurovision. Was it like in the 80s? Like, was this? I let me look that up really quickly. Well, you guys vamp. Also, what country were they from? Because like, for the record, no need to vamp. I cut out boring parts of the show. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, you can vamp anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They want 2006. Oh. And they are from, they are from Finland. Okay. Finland squares away. That make, that makes sense. 2006 doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> 2006 was like the right after Bush was reelected. Yeah. Dark times. Dark times. But also not as dark as they would get. Like, we have no idea that life is about to attack and we're up here saying like, yeah, the metal guy should win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Apparently, Mr. Lordy upgrades the band's costumes and masks for each album. Yeah. <laughs> The lead singer, songwriter, and costume maker is named Mr. Lordy. Huh. huh. Well, so when you, you explained this to the person at the at, at, at the <laughs> grocery store, yeah. were they like, oh, okay? Did, did they express interest? I, I kind of want to know more about this interaction. So they, they first wanted to know if it was a soccer thing. 
And I said, no, it's singing. And they were perfectly happy to let that be their entire explanation of Eurovision. Gotcha. Sure. You know, that's yep. pretty... That, I, get, I think that's like 90% of the way there. Soccer except it's singing. Soccer except it's singing. <laughs> and you can like draw on American Idol and construct an idea of what you think this thing is. Yeah. Oh, no, this is going to help me understand what American Idol is. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you not? Have you never watched American Idol? I think I've seen clips of it. Is that the show where, where like celebrities yell at small children? <laughs> um, <laughs> for being bad at singing? context for no reason. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is the right show, mm-hmm. but like my recurring, like I keep seeing, I'm not watching the video of like some minor celebrity like really reams out this like toddler for for dancing poorly or something. That that may be a show that's like it, but it's not that. I think American Idol people are older. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think I've ever seen like a, like, like a, like a kid on it. Although I don't watch the show. Yeah. And never really did. It was just all through osmosis because my parents really liked it. It just, it's just like a elimination style singing competition Mm -hmm. that is mostly, that is mostly like ex- artificially extended suspense as they announce the results and bring people on so they can right. sell more ad time. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes there will be people like pop stars on the radio and you're like, oh, this is the new person that I guess I'm supposed to know who they are. And your friend who follows American Idol will say, oh, yeah, they won season eight. There was some controversy with them stealing a cheese sandwich and then licking a donut later. <laughs> but that got cleared up. And they're very popular now. (laughs) Uh, So let's all go around the table and say what we're doing to prepare for Americans knowing about Eurovision. (laughs) I'm buying lots of batteries. I just, I'm always getting like, I've got a little case where I keep all my batteries. Okay. Yeah. You're going to use it to power your battery powered microphone (laughs) for when you, yep. When you okay. need to go on stage uh, yep. and improvise something, yeah, or if I need just if I need to get away, I just I think you can't go wrong. You know, I think that that applies to every situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good prep. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm looking up. Like I'm going to do this. Like right after we record, what girding your loins means, and I'm going to do that. <laughs> it's um, you put something around your loins. Yeah. For, oh, okay. all right. Yeah. For battle, so a, cra- a stray crossbow bolt doesn't, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You like get right in there. Like it's got to go through some layers. All right, I'm definitely yeah. doing that. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm making a concrete bunker, mm-hmm. and I'm stocking it with Eastern European snacks. Okay. Although <laughs> not the ones that I got with the happy corn on the label, because those are the least flavorless, f- the least flavorful snack. That I've ever, (laughs) yeah, I went to, for Eurovision, I went to the Asian grocery store, which has an Eastern European section and just bought some random snacks. And there was one with a happy corn and I was really rooting for this happy corn, but they're just like Cheetos that somebody power washed. (laughs) (laughs) They're not good. Uh, Do you you think the corn needs to be sad? I think the corn should at least look like it knows what it did. If the corn was crying, the Fritos would probably be saltier. 
And the, the, the corn needs to be like, oh my god, the snack is too tasty. They're coming for me. They're coming for uh, every, every every stalk I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the corn is happy because it feels safe. Yeah. yeah. It defies yep. you. No one wants to eat me! <laughs> I'm not delicious! And I'm filling my bunker with not those. Right, right. You put those on like a spike outside the bunker. Yes. Mm. So when the other tasteless corn snacks come by, they know they know to turn around. Is it a spike or is it a pike? What's the difference between a spike and a pike? All right, that's a new. To- that's the next topic. <laughs> new topic. I think a, p- a pike is a is is a is a pole with a with, with a spike at the end of it. Whoa. Oh, so I was right both times. The bag of corn would be on both a pike and a spike. <laughs> okay, yeah. There yeah. we go. That's yeah, the rectangles and rhombuses. <laughs> the rhombus is just part of the rectangle. Mm-hmm. You guys familiar with, I just Googled this. Are you familiar with wikidiff.com? Oh, it sounds familiar. What? I, wikidiff.com seems to, you give it two words mm-hmm. and it, it tells you what the difference is between the words. And the way it does this is it... <laughs> Just defines the first word and then says, whereas oh. uh-huh. the second word is the, <laughs> the definition of the second word. Whenever I'm trying to figure out what the difference between two similar things is, wikidiff.com comes up with its, you know, useless. Here's the definition of one and here's the definition of the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just tried it with pike and spike. Yeah. And I was laughing because it told me that uh, the difference between pike and spike is that pike is a very long thrusting spear used two-handed by infantry, both for attacks on enemy foot soldiers and encountered management against cavalry assaults. The pike is not intended to be thrown or the pike can be a mountain peak or summit, while spike is an ear of corn or grain. Right. <laughs> so. Yes. Good. so <laughs> they knew we were talking about corn. <laughs> right, right. And the test I did was uh, wikidiff.com slash spike slash corn. Oh. And it says as a norn as a noun, corn is a drinking horn or flagon. <laughs> okay. And, and then it says as a proper noun, spike is, and just has a period at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I, wow. I did. I did cat and motorcycle. Mine says uh, um, as as an adjective, cat is how much. As a as a noun, <laughs> motorcycle is an open seated motor powered vehicle with two wheels. Cat is how much as an ad, as an adjective. Cat is how much? Yeah. That's. Truly fascinating. Yeah. The other thing is like in order to, you know, it's one thing to give a response to any possible input, but it's another thing to convince Google that people are linking to your page, which is an auto-generated response to two possible inputs. Wow. Like someone must be somewhere else generating links to wikidiff.com. In a place where Google can find them, maybe. Mm. Wait a minute, Jenny. You said you you said that your result came back spike and corn. Uh, Did it, it's possible that Jim, after you input yours, spike and corn, and she put in spike and pike, it's some like you somehow affected her output. <laughs> wow, it's a multi- it's an MMO actually. <laughs> <laughs> because like it's weird that the, the I mean it's crazy to me that Google is finding individual pages that that not not just that have links to them apparently but also exist. To be clear, I found spike and corn by typing that into the into the URL. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Fascinating. I'm not, like now I am immediately every everything is canceled. 
I, I have to figure <laughs> out like, the, the specific ways in which this is broken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, but can you do it on your own time? <laughs> no. Okay. You can put the results in the show notes. Okay. Uh, because it's time for our next topic, which Ooh. is CRL couldn't afford the movie license for their video game adaptation of Blade Runner, so they just licensed the soundtrack. Meaning, this video game called Blade Runner, released in 1985, <laughs> is technically an adaptation of the Blade Runner soundtrack. Wow. So, this is not the 1997 Westwood one. Right. This is for the ZX Spectrum, Commodore 64, and Amstrad CPC. And it uses the themes of Blade Runner, such as being in the future and <laughs> and fighting robots. <laughs> and it just happens to also have the exact same soundtrack as that composed by Evangelis. Yes. I'm looking at the Hardcore Gaming yeah. 101 about this now. I'm skeptical as to like the ZX Spectrum, sorry, ZX Spectrum's... Um, <laughs> Oh, I don't know how to like. I, I just say it that way because that's what British people say. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, like I'm seeing here there for like for Amstrad. I'd actually be interested to hear the Commodore 64 version of the of that music because yeah. it might be yeah good with that yeah. sound chip. What's what's the story of this of, of, of this 1985 game? Do you have like Dick Record chasing after Boy Ratty? I've <laughs> 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 seen things you wouldn't believe. Glitter. All right, well, I've got I've got the the manual here, which is this is half a page. <laughs> a combat team of 24 renegade repladroids has arrived on Earth. <laughs> Their mission is to destroy their creators and end the slavery imposed upon the, the Repladroid race. You are a bounty hunter employed by the police for the sole purpose of retiring Repladroids. They reuse the word retire, which yeah. seems like... They got to keep that. You're going to get in trouble there. Yeah. But they're not a Blade Runner. They're a bounty hunter. This this just seems very audacious to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like... In the early 80s, maybe like 1985 was a little bit too late to get away with this, but I feel like, for example, there were a couple of games based on The Prisoner, the TV series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and those were completely unlicensed. And as far as I know, they just got away with it because nobody was paying attention to video games, especially PC games. Yeah, it kind of seems like they, they, they increased their risk by attempting to license it is the thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know okay well, well we'll pay for the music all right i, I guess maybe you kind of like yeah no i think that this is kind of a forgiveness permission thing right yeah, yeah. Or, or at least like uh if they don't notice that you did it then you're not going to get in trouble yeah just just take refuge in the fact that like you know unless the exact wrong person sees this in the exact wrong place. You're, you're gonna be fine. The moral equivalent of the person trying to stop the seagull. Right. Uh -huh. Taking the chips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love to see Knife Hopper with uh, Boy Ratty and Dick Record. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for another topic? Sure. I think so, yeah. 
Uh, for this segment, we are going to watch uh, the music video for I Did It by Dave Matthews Band at one quarter speed. I'll count down from three and we hit play on zero. Okay. Three, two, one, zero. And we fade in on a dumpster, a very composed and photogenic dumpster, maybe the most I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. yeah people it's have like, been throwing away flowers like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. It is arranged like a bouquet, like even the non-flower stuff, like the, uh, but you're going to notice this is a very wet dumpster. <laughs> this is, yes, yeah. that too. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Someone has just surfaced to steal a fish pillow. <laughs> no, I'll rest their head under the water down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, I presume this guy is in Dave Matthews' band. He is the Dave Matthews. I believe oh, okay. this is the Dave Matthews. <laughs> and we're going to have to be ready for a lot of really uncomfortable mugging. There are, the, 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 <laughs> the facial expressions in this are bad enough at full speed. Yeah. Uh, and here he is, not just not just wet, but trash wet. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. He's emerging yeah. like Superman from the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. Why are there not memes of Dave Matthews mugging in this video? I don't know. I think that uh, I, for a while I was convinced that this didn't exist. That I was just hallucinating things. Yeah. Just my television turned on to VH1 at 1 a.m. My guess is that it's because no one wants to see his face. (laughs) (laughs) It just kind of seems like somebody you don't want to encourage is the thing. (laughs) Don't make eye contact. (laughs) Okay. Now he's holding out a glass bomb with the word love on it. (laughs) Right. It had uh, the look of modern bombs with like wiring and circuitry, but in the shape of a classical uh-huh. uh, spherical bomb. Uh-huh. Is that is that a, a, a petard? <laughs> like a glass yes. petard. Is he about to be hoist by it? He was already hoist once. Right, yeah. It, oh, it, and a it, wizard's it, coming. It, yep. To take that's the bomb. My, that's my glass petard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's mine now. You can tell he's a wizard because he has a very shiny outfit. Very loose sleeves. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, just mm-hmm. very photogenic uh, uh, garbage blowing up, blowing by in the background. Oh, he is thrilled to have taken Dave Matthews' love bomb. <laughs> it genuinely looks like a real nice day. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. I bet they're having a good time. They're on the streets of L.A. or something. Okay, yeah. the, the bomb's in the air. He's throwing it straight up. Bombs! Oh, the bomb <laughs> just exploded. And what's coming out of that? I was going to guess up, up until petals? it. Yeah, up until it became clear it was flower petals. Mm-hmm. I was going to guess it was like the inside of a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did. The, the the pink flower petals from a certain angle and moving at the speed kind of looked like shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also saw shrimp and sometimes popcorn. Dave Matthews is walking with a bouquet now. He's walking by some unhoused people. One of them is singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, flower petals and entire flowers are just raining from the sky. Yeah. He's wearing those glasses, the sunglasses that look like they're a pair of hands are grabbing you by the temples. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Giving you a nice massage. Uh, oh, it ter- turns out he also is a different kind of wizard. He stands <laughs> up and he is 14 feet tall. Is this not the same person, actually? <laughs> He is gliding towards Dave Matthews, who is developing like a beatific smile on his face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like he's going to be raptured. Yeah, I would also be delighted to meet this man. This 14 foot man. He's so big. Why is this man so big? <laughs> is it me who is small? <laughs> There's some finger pointing happening. 
It's a real talking to is what we're witnessing. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what Dave Matthews did to deserve being chastised by a giant blue wizard. I've been able, unable to discern. <laughs> the part about living in uh, an incredibly colorful dumpster might be part of it. Mm. Oh. He's offering huh. him the bouquet. It has not been accepted. Mm, rebuked. Oh, he's new. Oh. No. I really oh. hope that dumpster comes back because it was, oh, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh now, now he is dissolving his... into a skeleton. Yeah. Oh, now the, ske- the skull is gone. <laughs> Dan Matthews is confused and alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> and so am I, if I'm being honest with you. Smoke trails are coming in and... Um, they end at the TV. I think we're in Persona 4 now. Smoke tentacles that are trying to turn the TV on. Yeah. So that the wizard can continue to talk to us. Dave Matthews is straight up horrified. Yeah. Uh, the wizard has transcended. He, is, he, he has entered the singularity. <laughs> He's in the wires. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's a different guy now. It's a it's different both guy. Of them. It's the red, the red it, wizard needs food badly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> different guy. This is a much smaller wizard. He is he now emerged. I think he's going to cast a spell. Yes, he's casting a spell by... Oh, oh, he just kicked Dave Matthews' (laughs) entire left leg off. (laughs) Just stomp on his knee. Oh, Oh, now he's going to hit him with his own leg. Oh, right in the head. (laughs) Oh, humiliating is what that is. Oh, Dave Matthews is going down. Uh, But at least there's a a carpet of flowers there to protect us. It's very American beauty. Delightful and comfortable. The wizard is being... Arrested. Yeah, taken off to Azkaban. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> oh, and there's a new car, an ominous black Mercedes Benz. It's a, it's a limo. Yeah, with with zero respect for all these flowers, just driving right over oh, all of them. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, the limo is infinite. <laughs> yeah. We are in Persona, aren't we? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Velvet Room. <laughs> oh, the limo is not infinite. And at the end, uh, we have a we have a Sugar Ray type. Yeah, uh, playing playing guitar with one hand mm-hmm. while uh, holding a beverage with the other. Oh, and Dave Matthews is outside <laughs> the limo. He wants to get in. He's angry. He is the woman yelling at the cat in the cat meme, and the Sugar yeah. Ray guy is the cat. Oh, he's flipping him off. He's missing a big foam finger. He could be Lenny and the, the, the pop star could be uh, Mr. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> a toast to you, Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raises up the uh, not champagne sized champagne bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a large Miller High Life. Oh, the window has shattered. Dave Matthews is coming in for Sugar Ray. Oh, here he goes. He's in trouble now. I'm just not realizing how petty this is, actually. Okay, there's some Twin Peaks shit happening now. Yeah, I think Dave Matthews was just in a in the on the holodeck. Yeah. And, oh wow. Which started glitching out and his uh break into a limo to strangle it. <laughs> Sugar Ray Charles, what was that guy's name? Hi, <laughs> Sugar Ray Charles. Uh, the, the, there's the boxer Sugar Ray, then there's the the, the band Sugar Ray. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's in a dojo now. Yeah. Mm. It's got like Finnish sauna vibes. Yeah. The Blue Wizard is back. The Blue Wizard has some candles. He seems much shorter now. There are, there are mm. ladies. There are ladies lounging. 
lounging ladies pull, pulling rips off of hookahs yeah yeah mm-hmm. so I, just, I just like to imagine that he is still soaking wet with garbage water <laughs> right yes i mean it looks like it yeah he's certainly dressed like he's been in a dumpster <laughs> could you not walk so close to me that you drip your garbage dumpster water onto me while i'm enjoying my hookah rip it just emanates from him in a pig pen cloud <laughs> dave matthews is approaching the blue wizard what will happen? Uh, I think he's genuflecting, but he's doing some weird... Yeah, I, I thought he was trying to play Wii Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> this is very courtly, what is happening here. Yeah. The, 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 the wizard is gesturing so Dave, that's what his fans call him, Dave, can can, Dave. can survey his kingdom. Mm-hmm. The purple wizard is good. Yeah. Is, that, is that three wizards now? Yeah. That ruins my... I was trying to figure out which one was Ornstein and which one was Smo. <laughs> uh, the fact that there's three of them kind of uh, throws a wrench in those plans. Yeah. Red wizard coming up from behind. He got out on the technicality. <laughs> <laughs> He's casting a spell? I think they're in a wizard... D- oh, oh, Dave Matthews doing a flying kick. Oh, he did not get as far as I thought he was going to go. Yeah, Dave th- Matthews not has not taken combat training... I thought there were going to be ropes. And and the uh, FX artist was not his friend. He didn't, his bribe wasn't big enough. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we're totally going to attach wires to you so you kick that guy in the face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay, now he's in a void. Dave Matthews is horizontal in a void. Still kind of moist. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up again. How many times has he woken up this video? Many. I think at this point he's wondering, yeah, okay, is the video over? <laughs> oh, now he's walking onto a set. <laughs> we're, we're another video layer deep. So they, so he's walking onto a beach set. We have a we uh-huh. have the, the Sugar Ray guy. There's a there's a lady holding some fishing poles. This is uh, that the same guy or is it just the same hair? I think that the, it's it's kind of a uh, or is everybody with that hairdo <laughs> oh, technically wow. the same person? I think it is. I think it's I think it's body hopping like the uh, like the shawl from the old monk in Demon Souls. This is a very special two shot. <laughs> Dave Matthews was shimmying his pecs next to a a bored looking woman holding a fishing pole. She could yeah. not be less interested. I think that mm-hmm. she just wants to fish. I think she's very upset. I think that she does. She's like, Dave Matthews, you're scaring the fish with your peck shimmy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to starve, Dave. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no other food in this void. I told you about the mugging. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that guy Sugar Ray? Or is that the, is that a new guy? It's hard to tell. This is exacerbated by the speed of the video. Yeah. Like I, if you, I bet if we played it this at 2x speed, those would be perfectly normal faces. Oh, no, they wouldn't. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> You're still seeing so much of the white of his eyes, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but for less time. True, true. Okay. Like he really likes singing into this woman's chest. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he does. He does. Now he's waking up again there we go there we go oh oh okay now we're a reality i think oh yes and we're in we're in prison with purple wizard who is no longer purple wizard and now they're all the orange wizard i don't know that they're in pr- it, okay may, maybe the, it's like a prison 
I they might be they might be doing community service. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I read the jumpsuits as like, oh, we're uh, you know, because they're picking up garbage bags from the side of the road and throwing them into it into a yeah. truck, and he's seeing the Sugar Ray walking by and handing money to the the what what was the purple wizard. Yeah, this is like the ending of Usual Suspects. Yeah. <laughs> All of them go their separate ways. They're just standing there watching the watching the fountains at the Bellagio. <laughs> like, I really hope we get to see like the real dumpster. Nope, wow. we don't. That's nope. the end of the video. Wow. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that video, Cole. Yeah, it's a it, it it's it's a go to. It, it it is probably. Probably not the craziest music video, but one of the craziest that I am aware of. And no, nobody talks about it. <laughs> quality watch. I uh, still haven't watched it with sound on. I'd recommend against mm -hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I can say, uh, regardless of how you feel about uh, Dave Matthews as a uh, an artist, mm -hmm. he's made one entertaining work of art, and it's this video. Yeah. Yeah. It does bring me joy. A complicated yeah. joy, but a joy nonetheless. <laughs> that's, that's how you know it's art. <laughs> uh, are we ready for another topic? Sure. I am. Uh, Jenny, your topic is showing your kid the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon and him immediately adopting Sonic's attitude idol animation. Yeah, this is very what it says on the tin for a topic. But my most attitude friends got married and had a child who is, I don't know, approximately three or four now. And I got him to watch the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. And now the second that there is nothing interesting happening in his life, he just starts tapping his foot <laughs> and looking at his little watch that's not there. I didn't realize that this, uh, this moment of like, what, three frames of animation from uh, Sonic 1 <laughs> made it into the cartoon as a recurring theme. It must have. I have never watched the cartoon. Have you? Like, because in the game, it only happens when, like, the player, like, goes off to make a sandwich. Yeah. Yep, yep. But they just had to, like, well, this is this is such a core part, like, along with going fast. Mm -hmm. so this is yep. a core part of what Sonic is, that we have to find ways for Sonic to be bored during this show. <laughs> I mean, I, I was this kid. I I I'm really embarrassed to say it. I totally... You know, because, like, I wasn't a cool kid, and there's not an awful lot... You know, to see no nobody tells you what to do. Do you think? Oh, I like Sonic. Yeah. What's the thing about Sonic? Like, oh, he has these. He crosses his arms like this. He looks at the watch. He taps his taps his foot. Yeah. You know, whenever you see Sonic, because I love Sonic when I was a little kid. Yeah. And whenever you see Sonic smiling, he's got kind of that like one sided smirk. Like, mm -hmm. you know, for you know, you look at a couple of different yearbooks. My smile is that one sided <laughs> smirk smile because like that's how Sonic smiles. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is absolutely a thing. I'm actually heartened to see that the appeal is so universal. I have a cousin who loves Sonic so much that he got a Sonic tattoo as an adult. That's uh, that's intense. Yeah, it's a commitment. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Very static feelings about Sonic. My my my, uh, my appreciation waned. I still have a lot of nostalgia for it. But yeah, definitely. And in the cartoon, his characterization, like his his catchphrase, is "I'm waiting." You know, that sounded, that, sounded, that sounded more like Jerry Lewis when I did it. It's Jaleel White. It's Urkel. Sure. Yeah. In the cartoons. Yeah. So, you know how Sonic has a single eye that's kind of joined where the nose would be? Mm -hmm. Yes. I just did an image search for Sonic the Hedgehog and 
The first result, which I think is the character design from the movie, the conjoined eyes is actually a patch of white fur that are just the same color as the the sclera. What? Ooh. Really? Wow. Uh, which is not the case for like the rest of the art I'm looking at. Just that one uh, character design. Huh. I never noticed that. Huh. Because there's there, there's the old design, the one everybody made fun of, where the eyes are more separate. Right. That mm-hmm. that upset me less than the, the than the human teeth. Human teeth in a non-human creature always always bugs me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not right. <laughs> right. Uh, like in the comparison, I just kind of always assumed that the that they when they redesigned them, they just connected his eyes. No, they do have just the white patch of fur right there. That's a good way to solve that problem, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clever. Yeah. It's the, all they had to do was sit and think about it for 30 seconds. How would you <laughs> make eyes look good? When they're supposed to- <laughs> I've seen a, a, a fan image just of, you know, the regular Sonic character design that we know. And then like that middle flap. Uh, but th- that comes down between the eyes, like rolls up like like a window blind or whatever. And then the two the, the two pupils, they merge like doing a reverse mitosis kind of thing. And suddenly he's a cyclops, um, which is I think pretty- that was a, I think that was a scene from uh, Existence. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of it. It was the the Arcane Kids Sonic Collection. Oh, the Sonic Dreams Collection. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So the, there was a VR game in there that that where that's that's an ending. I believe you get sucked into his pupil. Oh shoot! Oh my yeah. god! Oh, what a way to go! <laughs> I just said, oh, it's a shame. You hate to see someone get sucked into Sonic's eyes so young. <laughs> In lieu of flowers, send rings. That's, uh, that's definitely going to be someone's fetish in 20 years. Oh, it's somebody's fetish now. Now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Is there a subcategory of vor that is getting sucked to p- into people's eyeballs? I mean, it's just another sphincter. <laughs> I don't know about your eyeballs. My eyeballs are more than that. <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 it's never pro, it's never profitable to answer that question with a no. And yes, and yes, yes, and. it's not a good look to be outwardly judgmental of people's uh, uh you know whatever their, their their special thing is, right? But I've thought sure. about that. Like, what is Sonic's legacy? Like, there's there's always been Sonic games, uh, you know, ever mm-hmm. since the first one. Like, there's never not been a Sonic game in development. There's always a Sonic cartoon going on at some point. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cole. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going back, going back yeah. to like the ancient Egyptians on the in the high in the hieroglyphs. Uh, but like by volume, the majority of what people might know Sonic for now, out, like, is not necessarily the official products, but like yeah. the 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 output of the fandom, and that definitely includes erotic material mm-hmm. created with OCs, you know, drawn in that style, right? Right. Yeah. Think about that uh-huh. when I when I think about my innocent childhood oblivious to uh-huh. what, what would become of my favorite character. I haven't looked into Sonic porn like at all, but if Tails doesn't have two dicks, I'm just just burn everything <laughs> down. <laughs> How do you think he stabilizes himself in flight? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the helicopter, but it, it gets you lift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What was the original topic? Oh right, <laughs> oh right, yeah, the kid. So the kid. yeah, is 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 this sticking? Are they uh, 
has have they continued making that motion or was it a one time um, one time thing? So th- it's pretty recent. I might have an update for you on a future topic, Lords. Gotcha. So I the at least the the mom half of the parents is annoyed by it, but is probably also expressing her annoyance by tapping her foot and looking at her watch. So I don't think there are any deterrents. Yeah, that just reinforces it. (laughs) I wish this kid the best. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just adaptability and resilience, you know? That's what you need. You're going to adopt a lot of cartoon characters, uh, idle animations over the course of your life. (laughs) I think, hey, good on him for not, like, learning a racist one. (laughs) Right. Are there, there are a lot of cartoons oh, you could have you could have gone back to? <laughs> well, uh, in Mario sixty four, uh, there is the idle animation where Mario falls asleep and just starts saying things like spaghetti. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, is this did, real? Did you read that anecdote about Charles Martinet? Like, just just getting the. Uh, yeah, it was like 1990. He had no idea who Mario was. All he heard was like Italian plumber. So he just yeah. recorded himself into a uh, into a, into a tape tape recorder doing doing exactly that. Just saying, oh spaghetti, blah blah blah, like doing doing the Mario <laughs> uh-huh. voice, but just you know, right? Been doing like it in a falsetto because that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. And then just so, you know, somebody at Nintendo saying, yes, this is going to define our flagship. From this from this point forward, <laughs> right? It's it's remarkable how like there's just this hard divide between Mario as like a gruff Brooklynite, mm. in, like in the like, Super Mario Brothers Super Show where he's played by Captain Lou Albano. Oh wow! And then like what like 1995 or whatever when the first Mario game with Charles Martinet was. Yeah, when he got standardized. Do you think, do you think yeah. it was partly that Martinet? Sounds like it might be an Italian name. Oh, do they think it was it was it was authentic? Like it, like they it can't be racist because he's Italian. <laughs> oh no, I've got no idea. I don't even know if it sounds Italian. I was just positing that the Nintendo employee <laughs> might have thought that. Yeah, it's, it's just a it's just a misconception. And then you know, if they're high enough up at the company, nobody's going to say no. I think it sounds French. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear uh, Mar- Charles Martinet's interpretation <laughs> of a French Mario. Yes! <laughs> it would just be that Flight of the Concord song where they just say, like, Jacques Cousteau over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I've got to look that up and maybe cut it into the show. It's it's the opening song on their on their first album. Soup du jour. Camembert. Jacques Cousteau. game. It's very funny, but also, I, you know, I don't know where we're at on getting offended for the French's sake. Uh, <laughs> this is doing bad accents of other white nations is what's going to get me canceled. Probably. <laughs> There's a tropicals nursery in town that Chris likes to get go and buy trees from run by a, an Irish American guy named Seamus O'Leary. Oh, and I am- he's just asking for it at that point. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that guy is racist for, re- for reinforcing that stereotype. <laughs> yeah, I am specifically banned from doing an Irish accent anywhere on the premises for fear that I will get us both kicked out of the tropicals nursery and Chris won't be able to go by. Even in the bathroom with a fan on? <laughs> like, you just have to get it out. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing was we were there recently and a couple of, uh, you could tell they were not plant people. Yeah. Tourists like poking around the hibiscus, <laughs> you know, making, making comments about, ah, look, they got some plants here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we have any questions, we'll be sure to ask Seamus O'Leary. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that you would duck into the bathroom, just get it out of your system, and like you post an Instagram reel, of your- <laughs> and then later on, this guy like it just happens upon your reel and is like, mm-hmm. "Is that my store's bathroom? <laughs> that's my that's that's our that's our choking poster. What? <laughs> I didn't do the accent because you know I'm not problematic, yeah. but you know right. you can imagine. He also how does out. not have an accent. Oh. Even remotely. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a guy. He's just an American guy. Suddenly, this is very somber in here. I know. And I we know. find out he, he doesn't even have the accent. He doesn't even have the accent. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the twist ending is when I heard the uh, the day tripper plant tourists doing the bad Irish accent. I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. No, that actually sounds super tacky. <laughs> <laughs> Avoiding being tacky governs 85% of my behavior in public. <laughs> Yeah. Just the filter slams down. <sighs> no. Gate closes. Bad dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we ready for another topic? I think so. Sure. Cole, your topic is fixing every plot hole in media by writing at Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead like work where minor characters directly address them. Yeah. So this is something that arose out of annoyance, not out Mm. of like plot holes. Like I don't notice plot holes and I don't necessarily like care about them or hold them against a, against a work. Like if they're going to be, you know, if they're a real problem, there's probably other stuff to like criticize the thing for. So I get real annoyed when somebody's like, doing doing a full like cinema sins kind of thing with it. But I figured you know, we can make everybody happy and we can create a lot more work for people if we just have a companion piece for every popular work Ooh. where it's just explains, you know, you pick two background characters or, or whatever, give a little bit of context and they can, you know, talk about whatever they want. But like at a certain point, they're like, oh, OK, Andy Dufresne has gone through the tunnel in his cell wall. Uh, let's make sure that we fasten up this poster you know, that he couldn't have logically put up while he was inside the tunnel. And then yeah. boom, that solves a problem people have with Shawshank Redemption. Right. He just has a friendly rat. Yeah. That <laughs> it can be animated. Oh, yeah. Breathes scotch tape. A prison cell. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I thought this was like a fantastic voyage kind of thing. Oh, no. I, yeah, I was t- <laughs> so I've never seen Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Oh, wow. And there was just a, oh, yeah. a moment where I was like, oh, oh, I thought that was a prison movie. I didn't realize that at any point they shrank somebody and yeah. he went through a cell wall and then somebody put a poster up. What a weird movie. Yeah, you, 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 you know, uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, you got a, it, it's like a cartoon where Eddie Murphy does a voice and he's like, oh, my blood cell or whatever. But then the live action, they're like, they're inside a dude who's Bill Murray. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I think that it just uh, I, I think that this is a win-win for 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 like everybody, you know. It, 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 again, it just it has to take place in the world, and it doesn't even have to be like a good answer. Like, why don't Marty's parents recognize him? Mm. Yeah. They're basically yeah. adults. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're two weeks away from getting a mortgage, 
and it's just straight up their kid. Boom. Yeah. You got a couple of people like maybe, you know, they just they're driving and then boom, big car accident. They hit their heads and they don't remember. Like, oh, yeah, just uh, th- there you go. That explains it. I feel like you could mad lib this where you just have like a, a story generator where you just enter in uh, like a, maybe there's a year and like the kingdom that this takes place in mm-hmm. and then a couple of characters and then the characters have a conversation. Yeah. The first person says something like, uh, I wonder how, how, do, how do Marty's parents not recognize him? And then the second person provides an answer and then there's like... And then you have a conclusion. I think this could re- this could really be done by just like any fandom only needs to put in like five minutes of work to generate this story, and then every- they could just point to that. In order for this to be profitable uh, and scalable, mm-hmm. I cannot emphasize enough how much it cannot be good. Like <laughs> we have no we have no budget for good. We have no budget for quality. We just need to get the answers out there for people. <laughs> you'd, I feel like you'd evolve an entire class of hipsterism where people would be deliberately consuming these, but not the original content. Yeah, there would definitely be a tag on AO3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, okay, you know, like what if there was a movie about uh, the two guys who ran the barber shop that cut everybody's hair in Gotham City while Bane Ooh. had it uh, cut off from the rest of the world, right? That way, boom, yeah. you explain why everybody is so clean cut after three yeah. years of being of being on Prison Island, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to make it my life goal to go through like every single goof on IMDb <laughs> and turn it into uh error made by character or, or incorrectly <laughs> regarded as goofs. Like... <laughs> Figure out how to transform every single one. Yeah. Wow. Just going around. This is basically just spackle. It's plot spackle is what we're proposing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can narratively justify anything if you try hard enough. Yeah. It could even be worked into like an insurance policy for, you know, for major studios or whatever. Say like, okay, we're going to be, you know, (laughs) we've got this budget on this film or or something or other. And then, you know, if over the course of the the next three years, somebody points out something huge, there you go. The insurance policy covers the production of, I mean, again, it's going to be very cheap (laughs) and very low quality, but it will be released as a supplement. Uh, to address that question. So internet pedants everywhere uh, will be catered to. Thank goodness. Do you think that's just going to make the original properties sloppier? Because they know they can fix it in the patch? I think they'll be so embarrassed that it would be required that they would try to avoid having it be required. Um, They're just going to create the... They're going to write the story and include it like after the credits. Ooh. Who heard Citizen Kane say Rosebud? And then the camera just like... (laughs) points over and then oh no he's on a film set it was all fake oh no a metal layer there you go there you are charlie kaufman turns out it was a movie the whole time <laughs> yep that's the actual answer to all of these <laughs> yeah doesn't matter it was fiction you dummy oh man yeah. the ultimate m night Shyamalan twist yep you're an audience member and you've been watching a movie <laughs> <laughs> It's like it was all a dream, except you just can't escape it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Just layers upon layers. Ooh. Oh, man. That's actually a thing in uh, 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 David Lynch's Inland Empire, and it's used to very good effect, Ooh. but it's also not the end. It is in the middle of it. Nice. 
do we then follow the actors in their lives? Is that what happens? Uh, it's or don't the- I guess don't spoil it. But, <laughs> yeah. but that's a, that's a thing you could do with that idea. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah you have different. Just okay. Different characters. Same. Same. Same quote actors, but they are themselves getting into into other situations. Yeah. That's a neat idea. Yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> have we talked about the the? I think it's canon. Actually, that all of the Mario property characters are actors and all of the games are just them doing a little play. Yeah, I think there was a Miyamoto quote along those lines. But I also think that like the idea that every game is that is a little bit of headcanon in there. Yeah, well, I feel like if there are theater curtains, then it's explicitly that. And then maybe the ones where they like go go-karting, they're just having fun going go-karting. Those are just the friends that are get, hanging out together. Yeah. yeah. And like, and playing, playing tennis and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the team bonding. They're doing their catchphrases <laughs> ironically. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but Luigi's giving you the stink, then the stink eye, like that's totally real. He, yeah. he mm-hmm. really hates them. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's angry. He didn't get a bigger part. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I think like, I think it is pretty clearly canon that Mario 3 is a stage play, for example. Mario 2 as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, Mario 2 was also a dream. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Did both. So just, the play is just oh, the audience watching Mario snore for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Shades of Beckett. But with yes. that banger of a soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get that ragtime going. Uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is another one. What are the Mario games that have that that have that conceit? Yeah, I, I'm not. I think we ran out of my I think, own I, uh, understanding. I, of I them. think that's it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I do like the the idea that the, those games are these people, maybe even the ancestors of or the, the descendants of Mario and Peach, <laughs> acting out like the the mythological the uh, the back when the turtle dragon dude kidnapped the princess. <laughs> thousands of years ago and and nowadays we just retell this same story over and over again because it's fun yeah or we have to act it out to get the uh reins to come to mushroom kingdom or something yeah mm. it's the only way you can get an erection <laughs> <laughs> that's what i call my erections i call it the reins coming to the mushroom kingdom <laughs> so to speak oh, get ready oh no <laughs> <laughs> it's monsoon season <laughs> are we ready for another topic i am (laughs) Uh, sure uh my topic is the i won't eat the cheese joke yes Uh, (laughs) people have been looking forward to this joke this is this has been killing me the entire time it's been here the anticipation yeah jim i want to know uh well get ready for disappointment oh boy this this is a, a joke that i during my time in the demo scene when i read a lot of text written by like scandinavians uh, where English was their second language. I think this was like in, like maybe it was in the comments of uh, like a music playback library or something like that. Just someone threw in this little this little snippet of uh, back and forth between two two English as a second language students. Uh, but one of them asks, "Is it I won't eat the cheese or I willn't eat the cheese?" <laughs> oh. And the second one says, "I won't eat the cheese." And the first one says, so eat shit. Wow! That escalated quickly. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow! 
So yeah, that was uh, that was something that like it, it struck me uh, loudly enough that it's still ringing in my head today. That was over twenty <laughs> years ago that yeah. I heard this, that I read this joke. I I love the fiction of that. Like it's it's not yeah. so much like wordplay as it is just what one friend is really mean and apparently on a hair trigger <laughs> and the other one doesn't realize it. Yeah, what is the significance <laughs> of this cheese? Like, what role does this cheese play in their friendship? Also, I've never heard the word willant, but that is perfectly viable. <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah. Like yeah, that, that. yeah. Well, I mean, this is uh, the context here, not to ruin your, the, the lore you're inventing. The context here oh, is man. that these are two students learning English. Oh. And the cheese is just uh, an example of, you know, an example sentence. Uh, yeah. So, the, the question is, they're asking uh, which, which is the word willant or won't. I got that, all that. Uh, yeah, but the, but, but you the, still wonder about where did the cheese come from? It's such an extreme reaction to I won't eat the cheese. Yeah, is it the only is it thing cheddar I can, or is, yeah. is it Jarlsberg? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm oh. also you know just the, the, the thinking of the person who wrote this curriculum have, uh -huh. having a little bit of a giggle like <laughs> we're going to teach a whole bunch of people like to swear when we don't even realize you know when they don't realize that swears are bad or treated differently <laughs> in, in you know in, in English speaking contexts. So they're going to fire off with this. Like this is this is probably somebody who wants to get fired, who is <laughs> who is just seeding all kinds of things like this throughout the curriculum. And every time somebody um, who does not speak English as a first language has ever been rude to you, it's actually the result of this dude going around and sabotaging the books. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, that explains a lot. Actually, that explains yeah. Paris syndrome. Paris syndrome. <laughs> Oh, Paris syndrome is uh, the uh, mental condition where you have a nervous breakdown when you find out that Paris is actually terrible and not <laughs> awesome like it is in the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's the, the opposite of Jerusalem syndrome where people go to the Holy Land and get like a, you know, even if they're a religious or not from a not from a culture that you know, values that they just, they're just, they get an overwhelm and they just have like a, like a, an ecstatic religious experience. Right. Okay. Does that also typically happen to Japanese people? I, you know, I, I want to say yes, but I also could be getting it, uh, uh, confused with Paris syndrome, which I know is, I uh, like, I, I've heard it in the context of Japanese tourists. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you go to Paris and everybody's named Martinette and same baguette all the time. as <laughs> just a real, <laughs> You know, they, all, they can all see the Eiffel Tower from their office window. Yeah, just sobbing yeah. in the Louvre. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> My dad one time decided that he was going to uh, construct a little 3D art installation on the inside of the door between his kitchen and the garage. And he wanted to make it out of wood shims that he had lying around. And he also wanted it to be the Eiffel Tower, but he did not want to consult a reference photo <laughs> of the Eiffel Tower. And he also pretty clearly hadn't looked at the Eiffel Tower or a picture of it in years because it wound up being like just the the letter A. And then he had some uh, he, he painted a little like roadway circling it in a loop. And then oh. there's a big palm tree, like a third of the height of the Eiffel Tower planted under it like he got a found object. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. And then he glued a toy car onto the onto the roadway, and then he painted the word Paris in the sky. 
<laughs> oh god that is such a I, I mean just it is the political cartoonist uh, admission of defeat right where you have to leave it's like oh, okay dang it i've painted myself into this corner i don't uh-huh. want to take it all down i think i'll fix it if i if i just make sure people understand that it is paris yeah he made the a of triumph nice that's a fun game to play i feel like just uh like to ask somebody to draw a character from memory yeah Yeah. i'm yeah i'm really into that like my favorite example of that is uh it's a game called adventure 500 Mm. uh, which is a recreation of like it's it's a port of adventure to like someone someone played adventure and then they wanted to port it to another computer but they didn't have the source code and they didn't have the original <laughs> game to play as a reference. <laughs> oh, wow. They just had like the notes they had taken and their memories. That's incredible. Oh. I will put a link in the show notes, but I believe this is a game you can actually play. Huh. Wow. Although like if you haven't played the original adventure, it won't mean much to you. Yeah. That is a f- super fun jam concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Create this game from memory, but do yeah. not consult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. So, so he's he's doing the Atari adventure, not Colossal Cave text adventure. It was no, it was a Colossal Cave text adventure. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, oh wow. wow. So you have to like remember details about a cave. Yeah. There, there's a version of that that happens in um, voice acting. There's a documentary. I forget what. Oh man, I forget what it's called. The guy who voices Bender did it, but it's a documentary about mm. about voice acting, and they have um Hank the you know Hank Azaria on there from The Simpsons, and you know he's just describing like how do you find these characters, and what he says is oh yeah a lot of my characters are just bad impressions of other actors, <laughs> but I'm so bad at mimicking them that it that that it comes across as its own separate thing so like he voices lou the cop the black cop who's always around uh with with uh with wiggum and is like oh yeah that, that character is uh you know that like that's just a bad sylvester stallone impression that i did wow. <laughs> you know and you listen to lou talk and it's and it's like it's like you can kind of hear it now that you know it but yeah a lot of a lot of voice actors that's just a way that they cut they they stumble on stuff <laughs> That's very funny. I, I yeah, I, I am kind of obsessed with the the art that gets worse when you know the context. I'm t- Maybe I, even art that just gets less interesting when you know the context. Yeah. It's less. Right. It feels less inventive. I, I sometimes think about what if somebody watched uh, Evil Dead: Army of Darkness before they watched the others. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> like they're so they're they're so different. And if you like really liked what Army of Darkness did. And like, oh, now I understand like what what cosmology this is working in. It would be less Looney Tunesy to you, maybe. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, and if Looney Tunesy is what you like about it, then it gets worse. Yeah, but if if it's not, if like you're more in, I don't know, if you're the the kind of person who wants the continuity to be perfect, oh, then you're yeah. like, oh yes, this is a, this is a whole world I can <laughs> dig into and and double check for inconsistencies. <laughs> <laughs> better hope they bought the insurance yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. Yep. they're gonna be working overtime or just search ao3 for the <laughs> story that fixes it yeah uh, i feel like there's a, a similar phenomenon especially when you're like a teen or 20 something and you communicate exclusively in quotes like not knowing if your friends are being funny or if they're referencing the simpsons yeah yeah <laughs> no um it was kate came of age right when family guy 
Uh, mm. And prior to that, I mean, just anybody who listens to my stuff knows that I speak mostly in, in Simpsons reference anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um, boy, that left a crater uh, just in terms of like uh, uh, taking up all of the oxygen for reference space amongst mm-hmm. all of my yeah. uh, crew. You just kind of had that to learn sense. it as a second language, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's all the time we have for Topic Lords. Okay. Oh. Jenny, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? You can email me. I'm Jenny at JennyPolodna.com. J-E-N-N-I at J-E-N-N-I-P-O-L-O-D-N-A.com. I probably won't actually email you back because my life is a garbage fire. <laughs> but, but you can just rest in the, the knowledge that Jenny probably read your email. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Yeah. And you'll never know that. Unless it's a bad email, in which case Jenny does not appreciate it. Ooh, don't send the bad emails. Don't cancel me for my bad (laughs) Irish accent in Seamus O'Leary's Tropical Nursery. Oh, yeah. And don't tattle on uh, (laughs) Jenny to Seamus O'Leary. Yeah. Uh, And Cole, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I podcast. Uh, You can find all those shows at duckfeed.tv. Uh, I tweet. It is at Cole Ross. That's K-O-L-E-R-O-S-S. Mostly leftist politics stuff. I try not to do that. There's also game stuff. And I tweet about my cats and goofy jokes, too. So just going to give you a heads up on that. Yeah, (laughs) those are the places. Can I plug Cole's cats? You can plug my cats. Yeah. Your Cole's cats are so cute. They're good. I had a, I had a yeah. little bit of I, when we started recording, I was actually really anxious because I couldn't find my youngest one. Oh, no. I went through every just every room and, you know, looked in, looked in all of the uh, closets. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't think she got out. She's never tried to get out. In comes mm. Dottie. Dottie's here. She's oh. inside the house. Yay. Oh, wow. So like this whole time you've just been freaking out. Yeah, I've been real worried and like thinking, you know, oh, oh, I, I probably have to like, like go walk around the neighborhood, but she's safe. She came in and she. Uh, Yay. That's good. Yeah, she came, she gave me a reproachful look. So uh, thanks so much for being on. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having us. It's yeah. good time. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com. You can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.